welcome to another edition of the Guide Vision Insider podcast, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes at what's going on here at Guide Vision and in the world of service now in general. And for this week, uh, for this edition of the podcast, we have a special guest, uh, Jan Honza Prokaska, uh, who is a uh, ServiceNow certified master architect, as well as your title here at Guide Vision is to be, you're the, uh, what is your title? The actually? official title is Principal ServiceNow Consultant. Okay, Principal ServiceNow Consultant. Yeah, but I call myself ServiceNow Architect because this is what I'm doing uh-huh. majority of the time. And what does that involve? Like, how, how is architecture defined in the world of ServiceNow? Mm-hmm. It is. It is actually playing with the Lego bricks. Uh-huh. It is a great job. Yeah. Uh, understanding these bricks and being able to build the reasonable solution using these bricks. This is how it's working in service now. It's not just the technical bricks. Mm-hmm. It also the people, processes, a lot of things putting together to uh, achieve the solution you mm-hmm. need to deliver to your customer to give them some value using the ServiceNow platform. So this is what I'm doing, putting things together, talking to people, connecting technology to the business. This is how I see the role and what I'm doing uh, as an architect. You know, one of the things that I've, I'm always surprised about when I talk to people here uh, at Guide Vision is how much an understanding of business actually comes into play it's not really just about the technology, right? There's a lot of other understanding of business processes and things yeah. like that that happen. Yeah, very much. Yeah. In in the service now world, it's not like programming something in some language like Java or C++. Mm-hmm. It's more about understanding uh, the business capabilities and how they can be covered using the capabilities of your platform and all the modules. So the technology part is... is let's say, quarter of your job. Wow. That that little. Yeah, the, the rest is understanding, talking to people, really understanding what business needs, where the value is. And, and it, it is always tricky to get from what they uh, say they need to mm-hmm. what they really need, where the value is. So mm-hmm. sometimes the architecture starts with talking to customers and uh, really trying to understand it. Uh, asking repeatedly why mm-hmm. they, they think it is important. And also you, you can support it with a previous experience. So this plays also the role mm-hmm. to being able to map it to existing scenarios, existing business cases. And all these are the bl- building blocks of the architecture. And I mean, this is all, all, almost like a real architect or a physical architect. When they build a house, they do a lot yeah, of interviews similar, with people. Similar. The, uh, there is some ex- some kind of experience. It is at the end. It is the customers of our customers who mm-hmm. are experiencing it using the service now, and this is what matters actually. The technology is just the supporting thing hmm. there. Cool. Now you've been at Guide Vision for seven years now. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, recently in September, there is my seven years anniversary. Actually, yeah. Congratulations. Right. So Thanks. you you're one of the first, uh, or at at that first. The first few years, right? It was the first year of Guide Vision, if uh-huh. I'm not mistaken, and it was it was uh, my new encounter into the service now world. So seven years is my seven years with the service now. All right. Previously, I spent almost 
two decades with the IT, but uh -huh. uh, you know, it's 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 something new. So, did you study IT in university? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and but then uh, you've moved out of IT sort of service providing right into doing this work with ServiceNow. It is uh, it is funny because during my IT professional career, it was always. Uh, drawing me from the technology to the management, mm -hmm. like uh, leading the development teams, etc. But as my wife uh, said, uh, you are again managing things instead of creating things, and you seem to be uh, less happy with that. Yeah. And this is what this is actually what I what I like having my hands in the technology. Mm -hmm. So the mix of the the things i am i am doing includes the stuff like uh, project management and service management but i i really believe in that you can consult it well if you understand how you can do that sure with, with your own hands so i really love it and and uh, trying to keep it keep myself on the level of the uh, knowledge where i am also able to do that mm -hmm. and in 2020 uh, you became a Certified Master Architect, right? A ServiceNow yeah. CMA. How many? Okay, this is something that I've been trying to figure out. How many CMAs are there in the world? Actually, there is nowhere listed the the exact number of it. Yeah. When I was starting with that, it was after the first year of the program. It is expert programmers in in ServiceNow, and at that time there was around. 45 CMAs uh, around the globe. Mm -hmm. And they are actually, if I'm not mistaken, two cohorts uh, annually uh -huh. uh, and producing around 30 CMAs. So there may be uh, something between 100, 200. And I guess uh, ServiceNow wants to keep some ceiling of yeah. the number to keep the pyramid shaped. Okay. You know, now, now the new uh, certified technology architect is introduced as a, as a additional layer. Mm -hmm. But that, that's great. It's yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, uh, in the in the region, how many how many of there of of you are there? I guess in Czech Republic, for instance, we are two, if I'm not mistaken, the other guy is working for ServiceNow directly. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, not many in the in this country. In the European uh, area, it is a bigger number, mm -hmm. so it's getting bigger. And this is great because we know each other and the cohort, uh, the, the CMA alumni are working together. This, mm -hmm. this is... This is something I really love about being a part of this group because you have the opponents, you have the people who are able honestly, frankly, say you something about your ideas, ideas and, and we are sharing the ideas and mm -hmm. discussing the things. So this is great. Being, It's a big privilege for me to be a part of this group. It's quite a fraternity, or a fraternity and sorority, right? Yeah. With, uh, you know, some of the top experts in the ServiceNow world all in one place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is It is the uh, ServiceNow ecosystem is the world where sharing and the knowledge sharing, experience sharing is very important. Because ServiceNow itself, its value and its success is built on uh, working with a proven practices and mm -hmm. working with some experience 
which is ServiceNow in building into the platform, starting with the IT things, mm -hmm. ITSM, continuing with the project management uh, best practices into their strategical portfolio management, continuing with the HR, everything. Yeah. Nowadays with the industry solutions, it is really rocking. It is it is the big thing happening around the service now. Industry solutions, taking mm -hmm. the best from the telco world and in building it into the service now. Which is the topic of your talk last week at uh, Snug, the uh, yeah, service yeah, yeah. now user group. That that's amazing because in Tokyo release, for instance, the half of the new features is related to the industrial solutions. So we are now uh, building the competence here in Guide Vision for that because we really believe it it is the future to uh, follow the proven practices mm -hmm. in built in the platform. So it's very very quickly uh, targeting uh, for you know. Uh, it's very fast going mm -hmm. uh, to the solution of it. Time to market is very quick here. So to go back to the the decision to become a certified master architect, what what led you to that decision? I mean, how uh, you woke up one morning and said, "Man, I got to be a CMA." It was a kind of coincidence <laughs> because Luki Perutka, our head of technology, that just came to me saying, hey, you, you are keen of learning new stuff and there is uh, the opportunity to be part of the program. You can apply for that. And there is pretty strict uh, procedure of, mm -hmm. of taking you for the program. There are some pre hard prerequisites, but not only that, it is expected that people in the cohort are uh, willing to share their selves and uh, do something for the program. At least half of the program is built by its participants. Oh, wow. So so it happened. Um, and they uh, accepted me to the program, and that, that was great half a year. It, it took you a half a year to get, yeah, get yeah, yeah. certified. It, wa it was maybe more because it was in the COVID uh, time. Uh -huh. So it took more than six months. But it was great. It was like big family of people mm -hmm. uh, spending a lot of time together on a weekly basis, a lot of hours. And every week you had to participate yep. in classes, yep. like live classes. Yeah. Plus there are two immersion sessions. It is mm -hmm. how it's called. You are spending the whole week together. Normally it is on site. But, yeah. But that time it was it was remotely. So you were in an immersion session for like an entire day, all day. Yep. Wow, yeah, all, all online. Together, yeah, a lot of things from A to Z. Mm -hmm. uh, from the business things, design thinking, value mapping towards very technical things like tuning the platform and diving into the you know, scripts and uh, integrations, mm -hmm. etc. And the culmination of the, the CMA process is when you, you have a, a project that you present and they have to uh, you're, you have an opponent who actually evaluates that? Or you mean that final board? Yeah, the final board. Happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is some environment where it's simulated how it's going in the real life. So mm -hmm. you have some sea level uh, in, in the room. Yeah. You have the program director. Like a real, a real CEO the, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they, they bring it in. Is, they, actually, it, it's being played by very senior guys who are doing the job uh -huh. or had, have having the experience in such level of the management, then, yeah. then you have the enterprise architects. What is 
another tricky part and something I learned from the CMA that you need to address it correctly because people you are talking to are different and they are after the different things and yeah. it will be different answer to uh, CIO and to the enterprise architect because the, the two are after entirely different things. Huh. So a lot of your, your preparation then is learning how to talk to each of these people in their own roles, right? Yeah. A lot of preparation is the key yeah. here. Uh-huh. Uh, the final board and, and the, the simulation fits to the real life because when talking to the sea level, uh, these guys are very busy and they have just a couple of minutes for you mm-hmm. and you need to be well prepared. They, uh, you have their attention, but just for a couple of minutes. Yeah. So it's about preparation, building cure, what, what you want to say in very compelling way. You must be to, to the point, really finding the values, because this is what, what guys are interested in the management and leadership. Wow. And I mean, since then, uh, this is something that you've actually had to do. You've had to go to a lot of C-level. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, happening now. Yeah. Uh, and this is great because uh, it gives you an opportunity to meet the new companies, mm-hmm. new cultures, new business cases. Then you prepare for presenting uh, things, uh, finding out the solutions and uh, introducing ha- how you will deliver the value using the service now in it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of preparation, then very, very fast, uh, intensive meetings, yeah. and you either succeed or not. It is, you, have, you haven't many chances to do right. that. Right, right. Has that happened? Uh, that you, know, you, you just get in there and you just have a, a total brain freeze. You're just like, uh, let me call you back. <laughs> <laughs> not really, not uh-huh. really. Usually it is the opposite. It's like from uh, almost lost, uh, people not interested in the, in the service now, uh, gaining their attention and drawing them into the service. Now, hey, there is something interesting. This, this really sounds interesting to us. Yeah. Tell us more or diverging you to the people uh, with them, you can spend more time and investigate the solution. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, let's fast forward to almost like a week ago. You published a really interesting article here uh, on the Guide Vision website about uh, the business case for CSDM. Uh-huh. And uh, first off, what is CSDM and why do we need it? What's, mm-hmm. what's the story there? CSDM stands for Common Service Data Model. Mm-hmm. And this is the framework saying how to work with a configuration management database in the right way. Mm-hmm. And th- this is the great topic. Now, uh, we, we are being asked by many customers about that. Mm-hmm. It, it's not too uh, new. It is, it is for almost five years with us. Uh, and it's encapsulating all the good practices around the CMDB and not, not only the CMDB. So mm-hmm. how, how to organize uh, your CMDB in a way when your service now can work with it in, mm-hmm. a, in a proper manner, out of the box, and also how you organize yourself, your CIs, where to put them, to find them, uh, ha- have the unified reporting and, and many other benefits. Mm-hmm. So, okay, uh, let's say there's an existing customer and they have a ServiceNow instance, mm-hmm. right? And 
you know, they're, it's running just fine. Why do they bother? Why do they need to bother, you know, ripping everything up and putting things back in in a CSD envoy? Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the benefit? That, that's actually pretty often case when, yeah. and when we start talking about that and, and the sentiment is like, okay, what, what it will bring us, what, what new it will do for us. Because we already have something, it is somewhere there. Yeah, uh, it's all uh, about you know how good it is and what is the performance of this, how sustainable it is, how well it works with ServiceNow and its new modules. Mm-hmm. Because CSDM, one of the benefit following it is that you uh, can be sure that in the future uh, your new modules or or your new implementations leveraging additional functionalities and feature of service now will stay working. Mm-hmm. So this is this is one one case where uh, you need to map how far the implementation is from out of the box following the CSDM mm-hmm. and what the customer actually is missing nowadays. For instance, the application portfolio management relies on many structures in the CSDM. And also, so, sometimes it's uh, the greater argument for unifying and simplifying things because mm-hmm. sometimes uh, the creativity uh, drives the solution towards its complexity, and it's very hard to beat it. It's yeah, the, the things just get out of control in mm-hmm. terms of like how complicated they are. They're, the CIs and the CMDB are right. Yeah, it's also a question of the governance. Mm-hmm. And actually, the CSDM is one of the driver. You can have a solid part of your governance, and it, it's it's the light at the end of your tunnel. Mm-hmm. And you were mentioning as well that uh, in CSDM or with a CSDM approach, you a business can actually see much better mm-hmm. how their IT is being managed. Can you explain that a little in a little more detail? Mm-hmm. That that's one of the biggest benefit of the CSDM that uh, it enables you to see. Uh, the several worlds which can be seen uh, scattered mm-hmm. together and it helps you to work together on it so you can understand on the business level for your business capabilities what technology can do for you what are the costs end to end and vice versa you can give a chance to the technical layers to understand why they are delivering it for the business. So you can have the clear mapping from bottom to up and and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for example, when someone's trying to figure out where the priorities and funding would go, Mm -hmm. for example, then you would see, well, this this is bringing this much value and this is uh, this is less valuable. Exactly, and yeah. also you can you can see immediately your your weak spots, mm-hmm. like where the majority of the incidents is being created, how long your problem management takes to find the root causes, and what is obstructing it. Yeah, and the CSDM can help you to find the right structures to answer answer it quick quicker and and having it more efficient mm-hmm. the processes. And when you wrote this article, uh, which is now going to be available as a white paper on the website, so go and get it, <laughs> go and download this. It's a really good read. Um, when uh, when you wrote it, uh, what was what was the impulse? Why did you want to actually help other people make the case for CSDM? One of the driver was mm, trying to distill the information in some very succinct and, and comprehensive way. Yeah. Because sometimes the things 
as a framework in the white papers seems very complicated. And yeah. this is one of the answer I'm receiving. That that sounds interesting, but it's a bit complicated, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I tried to distill it somehow and explain it to the skeptics what what is the value in it. So I hope it can it can help this this view on it. Mm-hmm. It is it is there. It's it's the part of the CSDM that understanding the value. But this this is the try to to simplify it a bit and mm-hmm. and having some uh, tool or th- there is also the visualization uh, how to present it and how to explain it to the people not having the time to dive into the complexity. Okay. Because it is complex and it must be. And it it is all the sentences in the white papers are pressures that they must be there. Yeah. But you at some point you need to be able to explain it very very easily. So does everyone need CSDM in service now? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, CS uh, service now without configuration management, configuration yeah. management database makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And doing CMDB right means doing it aligned with CSDM. So no doubt, it, uh-huh. is, it is essential. Is it uh, so? If you're a new ser- service now user, right? Is this something that's that's being supported out of the box? Is it something that, yeah. uh, like for for an older or a legacy user, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they may have had an opportunity over the years to accumulate less than good practices, mm-hmm. right? There is the huge support for that out yeah. of the box. There are a lot of dashboards related to CSDM. There are the mig- migration steps and scripts, how you can get there, so you can observe how far you are. Mm-hmm. But but th- there there is also support, and it's, it's a part of the CSDM itself, uh, the, some stages in which it is reasonable to applicate it. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it's it's up to you, and uh, the case by case, it's it's different. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's better to take it end to end, identify your mo- most uh, important priority one services, and try to decompose it mm-hmm. from end to end because you can have it as a as a pilot, as a proof of concept, instead of staging it. So you can I I, I drove. Uh, doing everything on one level and continuing, you are trying to deliver the value for one prioritized things. Mm-hmm. So it resonates with what, what ITO4 says. Focus on the value, uh, mm-hmm. do that interactively and try to deliver something because if you spend, you know, the projects uh, taking more than, you know, half a year are dead projects yeah. if you are, cannot deliver it. We were talking, I think it was uh, recently, um, we were talking about how this is kind of like a closet like if you think of your uh-huh. your con- configuration items as being like a closet, uh-huh. um, sometimes they're messy and sometimes they're not. Can you explain that a little more? Yeah, yeah. This this is the good visualization where uh, there is the huge difference between the state where uh, your shoes, your jeans, your suit j- jacket is is there. Everything is there, mm-hmm. uh, but in some disorder, in some kind of disorder created by using it, created by the creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, being in a hurry, throwing yeah, things yeah, yeah. in the closet. So you need to really dive and you spend the time to answer that question, where it is. Yeah. Uh, where is your causing uh, CI for your incident? Mm-hmm. What is uh, the impact of changing the server towards your business applications? Mm-hmm. 
it is somewhere there. You can answer that, but it takes time. You need some manual work, some people work. And there is the huge difference if you have it organized yeah. in a standardized way. You can use it for the several business units and everybody mm. understand that. So so in some ways, you're kind of like on that TV show where the where the lady comes over to the, the house and helps to arrange yeah. the closet and <laughs> exactly. rolls up the T-shirts and everything. And that, That's a great parallel because the, this lady has some, some proven practice in hat. Yeah. And it is also similar in the different business cases because every house, every, every wardrobe is different. Yeah. But the principles are the same. So this is great parallel. Does this configuration configuration item spark joy? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. And this is what we are doing, actually. So we can make a show from that. Huh. <laughs> Real-time CMDB <laughs> tuning <laughs> aligned to CSDM. Very cool. You're the Marie Kondo of, uh, of ServiceNow <laughs> then. So, yeah. uh, so the, the article then is called The Business Case for CSDM. It's up on the website, on the Guide Vision website. Mm -hmm. And it's also going to be available as a white paper. So this is definitely something to check out. And yeah. uh, hopefully that'll, uh, that'll be something that'll help some people out, right? So, yeah, so. now uh, to go, you know, for the future, what's, what's next for you? What are, your, what are you working on that you can talk about? Um, and what are you looking to do next? I mean, you're, you're at the pinnacle of the ServiceNow sort of uh, not in terms of the qualifications, right? Mm -hmm. I, you know, now, now what? It is, I would say, seven years is not too long yeah. to be a real master in it. And uh, one of the uh, outcome of the CMA for me was how many things I don't know mm. and uh, how, how I can improve myself. So mm -hmm. it is definitely uh, just the starter of you know working on the projects. And with that, it, it gives you some referential power. On the other side, there is the huge responsibility because people are listening to you, to your proposed solutions, and you need to be sure they will really work, yeah. will, will stay sustainable, and they make sense. So you need to think twice uh, to deliver what, what is really meaningful and working. I think that's a fantastic way uh, to end our conversation. Thank you so much, Honza Prokaska. Uh, the, uh, again, your title here uh, is Principal ServiceNow Consultant. Consultant. Principal yeah, ServiceNow yeah. Consultant here at GuideVision and a ServiceNow CMA. <laughs> Thanks for being part of the uh, the GuideVision Insider Podcast. Thank and you for having me. Yeah, it's and uh, we'll have to have you back soon. Uh, yeah. Much appreciated. Uh, you can catch us on uh, YouTube, on uh, on the GuideVision website, on all of the uh, major podcast platforms, including uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, thanks again for watching. My name is Douglas Arianes. We'll do this again shortly. Uh, and uh, stay, stay tuned for more uh, from the world of Guide Vision. Mm -hmm.